Hey there, thanks for tuning in. So excited to bring you Superstar PR season six. I promise this season is just a thank you to everyone who's been listening and I'm bringing you some really interesting folks. Please rate, subscribe, stick around, and thanks for listening. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to have Kristen here. Uh, the story of how I met Kristen I was with a client at a medical conference. I sat at a table and I said to him, these women are so cool. <laughs> He's like, how do you know? Like, I just know their energy is like the coolest thing. Yeah. And Kristen was one of those very cool women. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You know, um, I feel like you've got a really big deal announcement to make today. So I, you wrote a book, right? I did. So my cookbook called Eating Efficiently was released last week which is super exciting for me. And within 48 hours, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon, which is pretty exciting. That's yeah. huge. Round of applause, man. You know, you're aligned with what you're supposed to be doing when that happens. I agree with you. Yes. It was a really so, fun confirmation of just the last year of so much hard work. I love it. And, and you know, this cookbook, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you went to Italy recently. So what's the story with Italy? Yeah. So Italy and the cookbook, randomly, I wouldn't have thought of as connected because they weren't at the time that I was working on both of them. And then I thought it was so serendipitous that it came out while I was in Italy, which is neat. So the trip to Italy that I just took was with my business mastermind. So it's a group of powerful female CEOs from around the world. And we got together with our business coach and we just had a week-long retreat in the Tuscany region of Italy where we really relaxed into our bodies, spent a lot of time receiving or nourished with tremendous good Italian food. And it was so fun that my book release came out at the same time. So it was really, really quite fun to be have their support while I was in Italy, obviously promoting this book. I actually love it. I was like, well done, Kristen. You're in Italy. Yeah. I flew over that food. And now I'm really interested in this book. <laughs> yes. And the thing is about Italy is, as most people know, most Italian food, because we think Italian, we think pasta, we think bread, is heavier on the carb carbohydrates as opposed to the proteins and fats. They definitely have a fair meat-centric diet as well, but we were eating pasta a fair amount while we were there, which I don't normally do. And so I want to be very clear that my cookbook is very focused on how I educate my clients and how I personally eat, how I really think that we should eat, which is to eat what I call a well-formulated low-carbohydrate lifestyle. And the reason that I promote that as opposed to any other form of eating is that I think in the, especially in America, although this is probably true in a lot of other countries as well, people are consuming way too many carbohydrates and they don't realize it. So of course, when I went to Italy, I let myself indulge. I had pasta. I had the fresh Italian bread. Of course, all their pasta is homemade. It's not filled with glyphosate like we see in the US, but I also, taxi cab confession, I had some pastries some morning with my breakfast. Like I really was letting myself enjoy the Italian culture. And I'm sure Nikki, you understand this. Because I wear a blood sugar monitor, it was fascinating to see what my blood sugar was doing while I was in Italy versus what I know it is all the time at home. And so I tell people, I'm like, listen, our bodies, unless you are walking for hours every day, really aggressively exercising at the gym, spending a lot of time running, lifting heavy weights for hours and hours a week. Our body actually was not designed to intake and consume the amount of carbohydrates that most people are consuming. 
And I felt it when I was in Italy. I was like, this pasta is delicious and this bread is great. And I love that I'm doing this for a week. But I could not eat like that all the time. Even even that delicious Italian food, because it would catch up with me from a sluggish standpoint, brain fog, weight gain, gut issues, like you name it, that that would have compounded over time. So I was like, okay, time to go back to America now and live my low-carb lifestyle. You know what? I, I appreciate that. I'm so curious. Like, what did your blood sugar monitor say in Italy the way you were eating? Oh, my gosh. It was spiking. It was really high. And in fact, there was one day that we got, I think it was a lunch meal. Maybe it was dinner. But we had really yummy saffron risotto, which, of course, risotto isn't, isn't um, bread or, or wheat. It's rice. But that meal alone, because there wasn't any protein with it or healthy fats, my blood sugar was up over 140, which I never see. I mean, it was almost at 150. And so, especially because it was the combination of me consuming this excess carbohydrate, which I don't normally do at home, and that I was intentionally with all of these other women just relaxing and, you know, surrendering and receiving all week. I wasn't going out for 10 mile runs. I wasn't lifting heavy weights in the gym. I wasn't using the carbs that I was consuming. So, you know, I got there and started the retreat on Monday. And I had some pasta that night. I had pasta on Tuesday. So by Wednesday of the non-exercise and the pasta, my blood sugar was regularly sitting between 105 and like 120 when at home, it's between 70 and 100 most of the time, you know? So so that alone, like I feel like I have such a job to tell people about that because everyone's like, oh, you can go to Europe and you don't gain any weight and the food's so healthy. I agree that the food is very healthy, but this whole discussion around how much of your food you're consuming is carbohydrate versus protein versus fat is so important because when you eat carbohydrate to excess, it really does a number on your blood sugar. My God. So, you know, very well said, Kristen. I can tell you that I went to Greece uh, recently and I brought my Italian husband and he was like, we keep eating Greek salad and meat. And I was like, but don't you feel good after you eat that? If I eat pasta, I need to go lay down. So it's so true. It's so true. And I love it. I really do love it. But even after the first night, the chefs had served us this sort of salad and the salad had some sort of, I don't want to say grain in it, but almost looked like quinoa. I don't think it was quinoa, but it was something like that. And then they brought us pasta and then they brought us meat. So I sat and explained to all the women at the table. And then I asked the chefs, I said, we've got to do this different. If you're going to give us meat and pasta, pasta is a dessert. So, and what we ultimately agreed with is we're just doing vegetables with with um, some charcuterie and stuff and some meat and a pasta with some meat in it for lunch and then no pasta for dinner. And we just did the vegetables and the meat for dinner. Oh my God, I want to be on your retreat. That just yeah. sounds good. Okay, right on. I mean, it was great. So, but you tell it's so funny you brought up Greece, Nikki, because, you know, I, I go crazy about these blue zones and the author of the blue zones is from here in the Twin Cities where I live. I, there's a lot of good and knowledge in those books, but this this notion that the Greeks specifically aren't meat eaters is crazy. I know. It's so funny. They eat tons of meat there. A lot of these villages where people are living so long, they are eating a lot of meat. I'm a big believer in the fact that it's so much about their lifestyle. They don't have stress. They're not rushing around in sympathetic dominance all the time. They actually sleep until their body wakes them up. They're not bound to an alarm clock. You know, they walk after dinner. They spend two or three hours having a meal instead of wolfing down their food in the Starbucks drive-thru. It's like, it's a completely different lifestyle. 
you know what all the things you just said absolutely man like um i i was in greece recently and um we were slowed down by this old man and his sheep and nobody was stressed in traffic about it they were like mm. and i was like you could never fly where i'm from like where are you where are you right now i'm in minneapolis so i'm in the twin cities okay so minneapolis and i'm in toronto and i know how mean people can get if somebody blocks the car so the whole state of stress i guess does that impact your blood sugar Yes, absolutely. Great question. I had a client a couple of years ago, and I say a couple of years ago because I remember it was the, around the time that there was still a lot of controversy about the vaccine and what employers were going to do about the vaccine. And she and I were working together, and she happens to be general counsel for a company. So she's a lawyer for a company, and she was in a big executive board meeting where they were discussing whether or not they were going to mandate the vaccine at their office of their place of work for all the employees. Now, I don't care where you fall in that discussion. That is a very charged topic. And she is sitting there as the general counsel, like hot seat. She's in the hot seat. So everyone's peppering her with questions. And, you know, I'm also a lawyer, even though I'm not practicing anymore. It's not like you can say, oh, here's the answer, folks. And there's like, you know, 10 years or 10 decades of precedent on this. You're literally trying to figure it out as you go. So she happened to be wearing a blood sugar monitor at the time because we were working together. And her blood sugar, I'm pretty sure she told me because of how stressed out she was in that meeting that it almost reached 160, which is crazy. It's like she might as well have been eating the king size Snickers bar. You know, she wasn't even eating. Her body, because she was in so much stress, this is one of the things I tell clients about all the time. I say, you have to remember that blood sugar is driven or modulated rather by a hormone called insulin. And so since insulin is a hormone, it actually, because our hormones, I always say, are like a symphony and we're the conductor of the orchestra, the hormone of insulin is affected by the hormone that's one level above it, so to speak, which is cortisol. And cortisol is our stress hormone. So if you're pumping out cortisol all the time, it's going to drive insulin up, which is going to have an effect on your blood sugar. And that's why it will look like you are eating a king size Snicker bar when all you're doing is sitting in a very stressful meeting. Oh my God, you're just. Yeah. I used to be a director of marketing and I was always in a high state of stress and I. Yeah, I got really fat and I was just so stressed. Yeah, I know. It's a while. Yeah. And also, I tell people, also pay attention to whether the fat tends to come around your midsection. Because your midsection is where when we pump cortisol through our bodies in excess, we tend to put on a lot more belly fat too. I did that like a champ. Yeah, yeah Kristen. Yeah. Oh, so this is really interesting to hear. Now, let me ask you, um, your book is a cookbook. Yes. Do you share any, you know, eat in this order advice? I do. So because I'm so particular about helping clients modulate their blood sugar and because that's the way I eat, I talk a lot about in the intro of the book, what eating efficiently means, why I do it, what eating efficiently does not mean. I go through a lot of recommended brands, but the way that I have my clients eat and the way I eat is to really focus on eating your fiber first. And then I say prioritize protein, fill in with fat and carefully add carbohydrates. And the reason I say carefully add them is if we want to have some of that bread, if we want to have rice, if we want to have pasta, if we want to have quinoa, if we want to have sweet potato, anything that has more carbohydrate than your vegetables and your proteins and your avocados, I want eaten at the end of the meal because it's just going to make a significant difference in your blood sugar. And I've been doing that, frankly, for years and testing it with blood sugar monitors and seeing does the order of operations of my food matter? And it really does. The other thing is you will eat less of it. You will eat less of the bread. There was a time a couple of years ago when I was at dinner in Vegas 
at some fancy steakhouse where, you know, the fancy steakhouses in Vegas, they always bring you that like warm, delicious cooked bread, right? It's like glistening. There's like a butter and curry on it. Oh, so good. So I'm with two girlfriends. One of them happens to be a client and the server comes over and he brings this bread and sets it down. And I was like, sir, I'm going to ask you to take that bread back to the kitchen. And the girls are like, oh God, here she goes. I said, here's the reality. That's dessert. And he's looking at me all confused. And I said, no, seriously. I said, You're, we're going to have our food. We're going to have our vegetables, our asparagus, our Brussels sprouts, whatever it was we we're having as a vegetable with our delicious steak. I'll even put some butter on my steak. And then after that, you can bring the bread because I may actually want a little bit of it for dessert. And I actually did that. So I had like a piece of it. Whereas if they had brought that at the beginning and I had actually eaten it at the beginning, I probably could have eaten two of the containers of it myself, you know? Because you're hungrier at the beginning. Restaurants do this, by the way, because they know you will eat more if you start your if you start your dinner with bread. I worked in restaurants my entire, you know, high school and college and law school career. And that's that's a science about it. You're going to eat more, you're more likely to order dessert, all of that if you have the bread first. What wonderful advice, listeners. You start with the food that's good for you. And if you need the bread, you wait till the end. I really like that advice, Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. And now I want to ask you to fill in the blank. Okay. I'm going to say protein is life giving. <laughs> I, I could say a lot of things about protein. Protein is muscle building. Protein is essential for brain health. Protein is critical to put you in a good mood. The amino acids in protein help your body make serotonin in your gut, which is, if anyone's heard of SSRIs, which is a category of drugs that people take because they're depressed or even anxious, we make the necessary raw materials in our gut to make serotonin from amino acids from protein. So there's so many different benefits to protein, but the, the first answer that came to mind was life-giving. I love that answer. And I love everything you just said. I'm so glad we're recording this. This is so good. Okay. So um, my last, you know, I want to ask you, like everyone says drink water, but I know that you do fancy things to water. So how do you enjoy water? I do. Great question. So water is so important. And I do not let my clients touch a sip of coffee until they've drank 24 to 25 ounces of water in the morning. So the way that I have all of my clients wake up in the morning is the first thing they're going to do is drink one of these. If they go straight to the gym in the morning, they can drink it during their workout no coffee until after this because when we wake up, they're the most dehydrated because we've been sleeping and not drinking while we're sleeping. We're the most dehydrated that we'll be in the 24-hour period. So it's really important that we get water in our body right away with electrolytes. It's not enough to just have plain water. So my clients do the juice of one lemon in their bottle of water, and then I recommend a scoop of Redmond's Relight electrolytes or for people who don't like that stevia or that taste, they could use a fourth a teaspoon of Redmond's Real Salt. Either works. But the lemon in the water in the morning, I recommend for three reasons. Number one, it's detoxifying. So it's sort of your daily detox that you get to have first thing in the morning. Number two, it's actually, even though it's acidic outside the body, like if you get lemon in a cut, yep. it would it would sting because it's acidic. Once you ingest it, it's actually alkaline. So it's an alkalinizing thing, especially for people that eat a lot of meat, which is acidic. Alkalinity is something that we'd like to focus on, and I want to bring a lot of balance in people's body. And then the third reason is drinking lemon water actually stimulates your lymph system. So 
outside of our blood, which is obviously people know the red uh, watery viscosity liquid running through your body, we also have this other interstitial fluid running through our lymph system. And if we don't do things to stimulate it, it basically just sits there and doesn't move. And then we get what's called stagnant lymph, and that can cause a whole host of calamities. So the way to stimulate your lymph is to drink lemon water, to let's say jump on a trampoline for five minutes, or if you're a runner, you can run. If you use a dry brush, that'll stimulate your lymph. You could also do a lymphatic drainage massage. You could also get acupuncture. I do acupuncture every other week because it's so good for your lymph system. So all of those things, but lemon in the morning with the electrolytes or the salt is a must do first thing in the morning. Thank you. You know, I take a thyroid pill in the morning. So I guess for me, I would wait an hour, drink the lemon water, and then wait another hour and have the coffee. You could do wait another hour after coffee, after you drink water. I let my clients drink coffee right after they finish the water, but I want them to get some hydration in before they start coffee. Coffee leaches electrolytes. It leaches minerals from our cells. It really does dehydrate us. And it's also coffee is very acidic. So when we have that acid balance that's off and we are way more acidic than we are alkaline, it can cause a lot of distress in the body. So I like to bring that lemon in right away in the morning. That's brilliant. My mother says that all the time. Thank you, Kristen. So yeah, could you, can you with your thyroid medication, could you not have even the juice of um, lemon? I could, but they say I have to wait like an hour before I do anything. Got it. (laughs) Torture for me. I'm like, oh my God, my kids even watch me. They're like, mommy's waiting. I'm like, yeah. So I mean, Kristen, like you have this brilliant advice. And I think that people, A, need to buy your book. You know, it's called Eating Efficiently. Yes, Eating Efficiently. It's available on Amazon. And so if you search Eating Efficiently or Kristen Rowell, it should come up right away. I looked at it earlier today and it's listed as a top release in low-carb diets, which is fun. So it was a number one bestseller um, in one category. It was a number one new release in another category. And now it's a top release in low-carb diets, which is That's wicked, man. And you know what? Your website is energeticallyefficient.com. I want people to visit your website because it's great. And uh, I think that this book is exciting. I've ordered it. It's coming. So I will start cooking your recipes and I'll tag you because I do enjoy cooking but I'm so glad. I think you'll really enjoy it. There's a category of smoothies. There's on-the-go healthy meals. There's skillet meals. There's mains. There's breakfast, desserts, all sorts of things. This is excellent. Kristen, I think you are a wealth of knowledge and I want everybody to hear this. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Superstar PR. Please remember, if you like what you heard, share it with your friends. Don't forget to rate and review the show. This is a labor of love. We'll see you next week for our newest episode.